Hey friends, welcome to the podcast, The Patient's Voice. Does it matter? This is a place where your voice will always matter to me. Healthcare is complicated, so I wanted to create a safe space where we will discuss tips, hot topics, provide you with resources, have guest speakers who are experts in the healthcare industry, or share real patient stories in hopes to help you navigate any healthcare setting. I want to focus on you, the patient, and discuss issues that matter to you in an open and transparent way. I am your host, Krista Hughes, the founder and CEO of Hughes Advocacy, in which I'm a board-certified patient advocate. I have a passion for patients. Let's be the change together. Welcome everyone. This is part two of a two-part series on the basics of healthcare. I promise once we get our basic understanding out of the way, I will move on to topics that are important to you, share real-life patient testimonies, and hopefully hear from you on being a guest. So again, just bear with me because remember, knowledge is power. The topic today is diagnostic errors, and it's something that I see the most of as an advocate. In my humble opinion, diagnostic errors are the worst I have ever seen and getting alarmingly worse. So what is a diagnostic error? The LeapFrog group agreed on the following definition of a diagnostic error. It is an event where one or both of the following occurred. One, you've got a delayed, wrong, or missed diagnosis. Or number two, you've got a diagnosis that was not communicated to you, the patient. An accurate diagnosis was available, but was not effectively communicated to the patient or family. Now let me explain a little bit more and give you um, a few real patient examples of each. So first of all, there's the delayed diagnosis. This is when you should have received your diagnosis earlier. For example, a cancer diagnosis is the most common. A delayed cancer diagnosis could cause your cancer to spread. Then there's a wrong diagnosis and it occurs when your original diagnosis is incorrect and the true cause is discovered later. For example, I had a client that contacted me stating he needed help seeing a a pulmonologist because he was having trouble breathing. And after further investigation, and I was asking him some questions, I said, do you think it might be your heart? And he said, nope. His cardiologist said it was his lungs. So I convinced him to get a second opinion from a different cardiologist before we saw a pulmonologist. We discovered that he was given a wrong diagnosis. It was not his lungs. It was his heart. He was in AFib and his pacemaker had not been working for three years. This is a wrong diagnosis. Then there's a misdiagnosis, and it's when a patient's medical issue is never explained. 
For example, I had a patient that fell and went to see his neurologist and had a, you know, testing done. And the doctor reported that he had had a TIA, not to worry about it because it was not a stroke. Then the patient had a second stroke. We were told by a different neurologist that his first stroke was not a TIA. In fact, it was a stroke. It was a missed diagnosis. His second stroke could have been prevented. Just as in part one, I would like to share references and some statistics with you for you to be aware of the seriousness of this public health problem. Per the Society to Improve Diagnosis in Medicine, they stated that diagnostic error is one of the most important patient safety problems in healthcare today and inflicts the most harm. They also stated that it is likely that most of us will experience at least one diagnostic error in our lifetime and sometimes with devastating consequences. You know, improving diagnosis is a health care, is a moral, professional, and public health imperative according to the U.S. National Academy of Medicine. The BMJ Quality and Safety Report reported an estimated 795,000 Americans die or are permanently disabled by diagnostic error each year, confirming the pressing nature of the public health problem. You know, the top three diagnostic errors, they call them the big three, are vascular events, infections, and cancer. Those three account for 75% of serious harm. Other frequent diagnostic errors are stroke, sepsis, pneumonia, venous thrombosis, like a DVT, a blood clot, and lung cancer. As a patient advocate, I try to prevent these errors from happening to my clients. I'm hoping that each episode will provide you with tips tricks, resources to educate and empower you because I want to prevent you or your loved one from having a patient safety error. Now remember, talked about it last in the last episode, patient safety is harm, which includes preventable medical errors and diagnostic errors. Now that the basics are out of the way, we can get to topics that can help you be your own advocate. Next episode is something that I have been asked to speak on by so many people. It's one of the most frustrating topics that I deal with as an advocate, and that is your HIPAA rights. I hope you come back in two weeks to learn more. There are resources available for this episode in which I've referenced in the narrative section. And as always, remember, I have a passion for patience. Let's be the change together. That brings us to the end of this episode. As always, thank you so much, friends, for listening to The Patient's Voice. Does it matter? 
If you enjoyed the show, make sure you follow, rate, or review me on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Google Podcasts. And always reach out to me if you need assistance navigating the system, if you have topics that you would like to know more about, or to be a guest on the show. Be sure to come back next time for a discussion on understanding your HIPAA rights. Until then, this is Krista Hughes. And don't forget, I have a passion for patience. Let's be the change together.